Hey, all you nostalgic investigative journalists. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice, Kendra. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This Endorian Life, 90s Music Got Me Like, and previously on X-Men. You can follow all of the shows at Radio Meanwhile on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. Please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we are discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 8, Episode 6, The Right Thing. The right... What is the right thing? Who's to say? I'm not sure. Who's doing the right thing? I guess Donna and Brandon are doing the right thing? I guess. Okay. All right, well, let's check out the Beverly Beat. We guarantee the Beverly Beat is the best advertising you'll ever get. This episode originally aired October 15th, 1997. Couple of birthdays. October 15th, Vanessa Marcel turns 29. October 16th, tennis player Naomi Osaka was born. She would go on to win the U.S. Open in 2018 and 2020, and the Australian Open in 2019 and 2021. Not too shabby. I did not realize that I'm that much older than her, hmm. so well, that sucks. you are. You are. <laughs> October 23rd, Jessica Stroop, who plays the older Aaron Silver, turned 11. A couple of deaths to mention... Both on October 16th, Audra Lindley, who played Mrs. Roper on Three's Company and The Ropers, died at 79. Did you ever get into Three's Company, Kendra? Did you watch much of it? I wasn't allowed to watch it growing uh, up, so I've only seen a handful it's a of sex episodes. comedy. That makes sense. It's very funny. It's true. All the stuff I've seen, I'm like, this is hilarious. The plot to a Three's Company is that one of them overhears something the other two say and misconstrues it, and then Jack has to act gay so they can live together. That's it. Right. Right. That's the whole thing. Okay. (laughs) Also, the Pulitzer Prize winning author James Meichner died at 90. Missioner? I'm not sure. Missioner? I guess I've never said it out loud. He wrote like Tales of the South Pacific and other things like that. Legendary. Legendary. 90. It's pretty good innings. It is. It's good. Movies, October 10th, Tori Spelling co-starred with Parker Posey and Freddie Prince Jr. in the movie The House of Yes. I don't know anything about it, but I like all those characters. Never heard of this movie, ever. Me neither. October 17th, Rowan Atkinson stars in Bean, a big screen adaptation of Britcom Mr. Bean. It's not great. It's not Mm. great. Mr. Bean's Holiday is pretty good, but Bean... They're like, let's take Bean, but re reimagine him for an American audience. And I don't know. What? Never do. I mean, don't do it. No, I say, I say that, and The Office is my favorite show. But I feel like that's the exception to the rule. Yeah, but the thing is, like The Office, it's not like they took Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant and all that, and we're just like, hey, let's just yeah. pretend this. You know what I mean? Like it's a whole new thing. Bean is still Rowan Atkinson playing the character, just in a mm. weird way. It has its moments. Mm. Speaking of American British shows, okay. Do you watch Ghosts because it is back? I do. Yeah, love it. I enjoy that show. I've never watched the British show. I see the previews and it doesn't look fun to me. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll delve one of these into days. It I also don't want someday. it to spoil something. Yeah, you know what I mean? like I don't want to. Who knows? Fair. Also on October 17th, The Devil's Advocate with Al Pacino, Keanu Reeves, and Charlize Theron. Okay. I feel like I've seen 
parts of this. That's a stacked cast, but I haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen the so. whole thing. Hey, you know, uh, it's only fair that we mentioned that Three's Company was also an American version of a British sitcom. The The British version was called Man About the House. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. TV, October 20th, Jim Henson's Bear in the Big Blue House debuted on Disney. Oh, yeah. I remember that I show. I love Bear in the Big Blue House. Yeah. He, he like, sniffs, and he's like, what is that? It's always you. That, he's, <laughs> that he sniffs at the beginning. I do like that big, like, I was too old to watch it, but I do like that big giant puppet. Yeah. <laughs> we always say that uh, our dog, Sophie, looks like Bear oh, in the she Big does House. Especially like when she's, like, sitting... Music, October 21st, Salt and Peppa released their fifth <laughs> album, brand new. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I'm just about finished with that Patrick Stewart book, and I swear, by the end of it, I'm like, he's not a great dude, is he? He's just not great. I know. He's, he does cheat on his wives yeah, a lot. Yeah, stop cheating on your wives. Oh my I know. That was, that was kind of a bummer to, and I mean, to read. He, yes, and he plays some lip service to being like, and I terribly regretted but i'm like okay well you did it twice like yeah. decades apart yeah i don't know it's uh, it's not great it's not great it's not great but i did enjoy the book i know you've been bored by it but i did enjoy I, it. i've gone in and out like i have i've been interested i've been not interested I, i'm in a better place now but it does kind of leave you with like a huh yeah huh okay yeah i get that for sure I'm trying to ignore it because I love him so much. Yeah, that's probably for I the could, best. I could change him, I think. You think you could? Yeah, yeah. I think I could. <laughs> All right, so Salt and Peppa, their album brand new. It featured guests like Queen Latifah and Sheryl Crow and was certified gold oh. in the U.S. Never forget that I saw Salt and Peppa live as part of the mixtape tour with En Vogue and Rick Astley and the New Kids on the Block. That is what quite the lineup. A powerhouse bill that was. <laughs> Winona Judd released her fourth album, The Other Side, which peaked at number five on the country yeah. charts. Video games. October 13th, the first Age of Empires game was released for Mac and PC. New games continue to be released, most recently in 2023. And here he comes. The first Age of Empires game was Here released? he comes to talk about I knew as yeah. soon as I said Age of Empires. Yeah, 1997. He was so going to stick his head in. Okay. So good. That's his review. So good. That was Eric, everybody. He's home today. Hey. October 15th, Mortal Kombat 4 was released for the N64, Game Boy Color, PlayStation, and Arcade. Okay. I'm a, that's a, that's a button mashing game for me, yeah, but I was, again, more Tekken. of a Street Fighter fan. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, Tekken. You're a Tekken I'm sorry. Fan. Don't, I'm sorry. You can't, you can't change the mythology now, Kendra. <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't want to. Okay, I, good. It was a slip. All right. Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. This is a weird one, Kendra, but I, I, it, it bears repeating. In the 2024 Peacock original series, Ted, which is based on the Seth MacFarlane Marky Mark movies, uh, Blair moves in with her aunt and uncle to start college after she has this falling out with her parents. In the Christmas episode, Loud Night, Blair is presented with a gift from her like awkward but well-meaning aunt. And she like unrolls it, and it's a giant poster of a smiling Ian's earring, just like a real close-up on his face. And she's like, I know how you kids love your Beverly Hills you know it's just so so funny uh <laughs> and in the halloween episode ted dressed up like wicket from return of the jedi so that's two he's touching two radio meanwhile shows 
That is very funny. I didn't know you were watching that show. Wait, also it's set in the 90s, and so there's a lot of 90s music. So mm. the X-Men have not been mentioned yet. Well, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, you're right. All right, let's look at our synopsis for the right thing. Val continues to waffle between the rich Cooper Hargrove and the poor Noah Hunter, while simultaneously moving in on Donna's business. What the heck, Valerie? What the heck? Why? And speaking of... (laughs) And speaking of business, David is in over his head trying desperately to pay for recording time for talented racist Devin Taggart. Yeah, he is. And confirm. Yeah. And remember that sweatshop Donna found? Well, she and Brandon investigate only to find that the building is owned by Rush Sanders. Steve steps in to protect his dad and inadvertently stands up Carly and Zach for their trip to Magic Mountain. Oh, that one hurt. That one hurt. Yeah. That was not good. Yep. Bad stuff. A lot going on. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, Nick. Who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode is directed by Chip Chalmers and written by Ken Stringer. Lots of returning players this time. Miles Jeffrey as Zach Reynolds. Jed Allen as Rush Sanders. Robert Gossett as Detective Woods. Phil Buckman as racist Evan Taggart. Fatima Lowe as Terry Spar, Christopher Orr as Cooper Hargrove. Andrew Wasser is one of the attackers. They never say their name, but there's one of them. Uh, we have the final appearance of Lucy Vargas as Aluvia, Gordon Thompson as Mr. Parrish, and Abraham Amendo as the other one of the attackers. New cast members this time, we have Richard Whiten as the studio manager. He's done lots of TV work, including The Morning Show and Superior Donuts, with his longest-running role as Jimmy Starr in Austin and Alley. Did you watch that show? No, that was after my time. Okay, okay. And we have Lorna Raver as Mrs. Van Dyke. She was in shows like Star Trek Voyager, Save the Bell, The New Class, and Grey's Anatomy. Alrighty, shall we? Let's do it. A lot going on in this episode. I gotta gotta zoom in my, on my notes here. Do it. Zoom right, right. in. <laughs> okay, we start at the Walsh house where Brandon is having another nightmare about the shooting and, you know, wakes up in a sweat. Kelly tells him, you know, he's gotta, gotta get over this. It wasn't his fault. Like, they're the bad guys. He's not the bad guy. Mm. <laughs> I just, I mean, <laughs> they're definitely the bad guys. And they're definitely at fault. But didn't he egg them on a little bit? I just feel like that's something that maybe should be addressed. Brandon going off half-cocked kind of put us all in this situation. I think that's why he feels so guilty. I think so, too. But Kelly's like, you did nothing wrong. And I'm like, nothing? (laughs) They also talk about the lineup where she's going to try and identify the shooter is in a couple of days. So hopefully be able to put this all behind us. Yeah, put it to bed. After, oh no, before the intro, Donna is again meeting with the owner of Soho Mix and Match, who loves her designs. She brings him some more designs, but she uses the appointment as a excuse to sneak into the sweatshop and do right. some digging around. Right. Um, and she tries to talk with the woman who mm-hmm. she's been trying to talk to. I forget her name. Is this, Alu- her- this is Olivia, right? Aluvia. Okay. Yeah. So she tries to talk to Aluvia. Aluvia doesn't want to talk to her, you know, keeps being like, please, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And Donna writes down Brandon's name and the address for the newspaper and tells her to come and talk to them. Mm-hmm. And the boss of Soho Mix and Match sees this. Inter- he like finds Donna down there, catches yeah. her. I feel like already 
this season is falling into a similar trap that like the college years fell into, where it's like you have a wealth of stories you can tell just based on them starting a new phase in life, yeah. you know, and just show us than, life. Yeah. Why, did, why yes. does it have to be big stuff? That's what like I mean. This? It's like, let, let Steve and Brandon figure out the newspaper, you know, let them like start their jobs and stuff. Why do we have to go right into like sweatshops and all? It's just, I don't know. I just don't feel like we're there yet. We haven't even got our feet under us for what everybody's doing at this point. Nick, you put me on Nat watch. We do see Nat several times in okay. this episode. All right. Go. After the intro, we go to the Peach Pit. You literally see him for one second. He like okay. just walks across the All right. screen. <laughs> All right. A drive by Natting. Yep. So Steve is talking to Carly. He wants to take Zach to Magic Mountain. He's like, they got all these roller coasters. It's going to be awesome. He can skip school. I'll put lifts in his shoes so he's big Ooh. enough to ride. Brutal. I hate It'll be this. great. Yeah. So Carly says she'll she'll look at the height limit and she'll she'll see. Steve's got real Jack Nicholson hair in this whole episode. I don't know if you noticed that. I This is based on nothing, but I've always kind of suspected that they help him out a little bit with that old hairline. And mm. something about it today was just really like, here's Stevie. You know, was, <laughs> I, every time he was on screen, I was like, what is happening up there? It's weird. Yeah. It's odd. Thank you. Thank you for, for pointing that out You're to welcome. people who only listen. You're welcome. Yeah. Just yeah. I don't want it to leave any stone unturned. Yeah. Yeah. David comes in with Devin and the band. And Steve makes comments about, you know, how Donna is spreading around that the band are bigots. Yeah. And David's like, I've been spending all this time with them recording and everything. Like, if anyone would know, it would be me. Yeah. But I haven't heard them say anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Bad. All right. Meanwhile, Devin rolls in and he's like, I sure hope there's nobody from Belgium here. Yeah. I hate those <laughs> Belgians and their stupid <laughs> Belgianness. David's like, la, 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 la. I yeah. can't hear. What? What was that? <laughs> Back at the newspaper, we just get a quick little scene where Brandon and Donna are discussing the Soho mix yeah. and match and what's going on. Yeah. Have we ever said that before? I was kind of <laughs> into this. I mean, I, I didn't love the plot, but I liked the idea. Like, Brandon and Donna having a storyline together is just very odd. You know, eight yeah. seasons in. Has that ever happened? Maybe I can't think off the top of my head what it was, but I feel like they've gotten a scene or two together. Do you remember that episode? I feel like it was Dylan's like drug fueled dream, and didn't Donna and Dylan make out like hardcore? Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. Was it Dylan or was it Brandon? She makes out with somebody like there's no tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. We got to go back and listen. I'm sure people will tell us who what it is, but that was somebody tell us. She reminded me because it was very funny. But yeah, I liked it. I like I like mixing up the characters a little bit. At the Walsh house, Cooper calls for Valerie. He wants to go to breakfast. And she says, oh, I can't. And he's like, oh, because you have someone coming over. And right at that moment, the the doorbell rings. And it's Noah. And we also see that Cooper is out front in his limo. That's how he knew that Noah was about to ring the doorbell. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is a very like who's on first, what's on second, where she's like talking on the phone with Cooper, but trying to talk to Noah, and they both think she's talking to to them. Yeah. It was goofy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Noah Noah's there to do laundry. Laundry. And he tells Valerie that he took that job. He's taken that boat back to Hawaii. Okay. Who knows when we'll see Noah again. Just let him. Just let him. Valerie is, she's not happy to hear that yeah i feel like like in the synopsis it's supposed to be like this 
struggle between like the rich guy and the poor guy, but it just kind of feels like I don't know. It hasn't been enough for no. me. Like she's, well, she's just kind says, of been like, I don't know. Yeah. She says later in the episode, she's like, I just wish that, you know, Noah had money like Cooper. Yeah. I'm tired of being poor, but it is kind of in the background there. Go for the rich guy. You know what I mean? Like you and Noah, this is not gelling. Just like he, go for the cute hot, rich guy. He likes you. He's yeah. got money. Like he's got the money. Get it. Get that coin, girl. That's what you that's want. What I'm, that's what I mean. I feel like Noah hasn't shown her enough. Like, Mm-mm. why is she so into no Noah? Like, what uh-uh. keeps her coming back to him? I know. Anyway, I know. so she does decide to go to breakfast with Cooper, but Noah gives her this, like, kiss goodbye, mm-hmm. um, like, on the lips. Yeah. And she says that she's going to come to the marina to talk to him later. Okay. We'll see. After he leaves, Kelly comes downstairs and he's like, oh, you need to change. We're going out on the boat. They should not be. They should not be dating. Let me just put that out there. Kelly and Noah should should not be going on little little dates like this. It's not a good look. No. I guess it's supposed to just be like she's back with Brandon. Like it's not an issue. Yeah, they're friends now. Anymore. They're just friends now. Just go on cute little picnics together. In the limo. Donna calls Valerie to ask if she will meet a client for her so that she can stay and work on this sweatshop story with Brandon. Mm -hmm. And Valerie does agree to take over meeting with this client, which bums out Cooper because he actually wanted to go to breakfast in San Francisco. Oh, no. So they only have time for a quick breakfast now. Yeah. Were they going to see Emily Valentine? I know she's in France. (gasps) She's in France. (laughs) <laughs> the Cousteau Institute. Yes, yes. On the boat, Brandon, I guess, has been calling Kelly a lot because he's, you know, worried about her. Sure. And so Kelly and Noah are just hanging out, tying, learning how to tie yeah. knots. Having secret little conversations now. about Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. He sa- she says to him, you know, when I lost my memory, you could have taken advantage of the situation, but you didn't. Like, I mean, but didn't, didn't he though? He, didn't he? Didn't he though? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. So Donna and Brandon go to this building where mix and match is, and or whatever. Yeah. And they are waiting. I don't know what they're doing there. Are they waiting to talk to someone? Are they just? I think yeah. Just some, the, I think they're just poking around, really. Because the secretary is like, have a seat. So they hmm. go to take a seat. And then on the wall are pictures of, yeah. you know, the people yeah. in charge and who should be at the top. President and CEO. Wow. Rush, Rush Sanders. Look at that. <laughs> yep. So Rush has a company called Sandtrap Sand, Properties. Sand yeah. that, see, that's so clever because yeah. he's a golfer and his last name is Sanders. I love yep. it. I love, I love it too. It. I love it. It's good. <laughs> I love it for him. Um, and apparently, Sandtrap owns this building. So, hmm. a wrinkle. Valerie goes over to Mrs. Van Dyke's house and is, you know, helping her try on these clothes. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Van Dyke is kind of annoyed that Donna isn't there. She's yeah. like, you know, I'm paying her all this money. Why can't she make time for me? And then Valerie tells Mrs. Van Dyke 
that Donna is involved with a sweatshop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then Valerie's like, I picked out all these clothes at other places. I didn't. This was such a weird pivot. I mean, it's I guess it's Valerie, but like, I don't understand. Well, this. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so Valerie's like, yeah, I picked all these clothes out at a different place. And Mrs. Van Dyke is like, oh, you're so talented. You've picked mm-hmm, out all these clothes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really throwing Donna under the bus. But, guess. you know, stealing a business from someone is definitely <laughs> up her alley. So. Yeah. <laughs> at the newspaper, Zach and Carly stop by to tell Steve that he is exactly one inch taller than the requirement for the for all the rides at Magic mm-hmm. Mountain. So he's very excited to go. And Carly thanks Steve for you know doing this for Zach. Yeah, she said she great. hasn't seen she hasn't seen him so excited in a long time. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Brandon and Donna come in and they tell Steve that Rush's company owns this building. Yeah. And Steve's like, yeah, but I mean, he owns the building, but he doesn't own the business. Like, he doesn't yeah. know what's going on in that building. Right. But they say there's other issues. Like, it doesn't look like things are up to code. How would how they would know that? I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. They're, you know but, what I thought was going to happen? I thought, because we had the whole thing where, like, all Brandon wants is complete editorial control. And, like, you've got that. And the, we didn't go in that direction at all. We didn't even, like, tease it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was expecting that. I was kind of disappointed when it didn't happen, but okay. So Steve says he's going to check it out. He's going to go talk to Rush. He's going to figure out what the deal is with mm-hmm. this building. Mm-hmm. All right. At the recording studio, the band is sounding good. Yeah. I guess. Sure. And they are out of time. So David tries to buy another hour, but, you know his credit card isn't working and um the guy's like you know you can come back tomorrow you just got to have the money before you can record yeah Yeah. where is he getting any of this money because he didn't have any money for the peach pit after dark that was the problem right so where is he getting all this money the whole thing is confusing because this is sandwiched like right on the back of us doing a whole thing where David's a bajillionaire now, you know? Yeah. And like now he doesn't have any money and he still has the peach pit and he bought out Valerie. And so I guess that's where the money goes. All his money is just in the peach pit and it's not why he's trying to sign a band instead of like trying to run his business. I don't really get, but I don't know. It's just weird to have these two back to back, lots of money, no money. David tells Devin that they're going to need to come back the next day. And (laughs) Devin finally shows his true colors to David and makes a racial slur about yeah. the studio owner who happens to be black. I didn't mention yeah. that. Yes. And David's like, what? Yeah. Donna told me, but I didn't believe it. I guess not. So he doesn't like Jewish people and he doesn't like black. Who does he like? Just, I, just white people, just, I guess. Just the whites. He loves the white. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Steve goes to talk to Rush at Sand Trap Properties, and Rush is like, ah, there's no issue. Like, I'll check up on it. It'll be fine. And kind of just, you know, brushes Steve off. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Steve's like, are you being straight with me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. At the Walsh house, Donna calls Valerie to say she talked to Mrs. Van Dyke, and she was very happy with Valerie, and they got a referral 
she like referred her to another person. So that's great. And Valerie's like, well, I don't know why I keep doing these things if we're splitting the proceeds. And Donna's like, oh, yeah, you just take all the money. It's fine. Yeah, I just I still can't wrap my head around like why Valerie wants to mess this up. Like, I don't even get what it gains her. I know. Does she really want because she like I didn't mention to Mrs. Van Dyke. She was like, oh, yeah, well, Donna's not here. She doesn't know how to run a business like I do. I don't know. I guess she just wants the whole thing for herself. But does she even like, is that a business that she wants to have? I don't know. I, that was really puzzling to me. I think they're just having her cause trouble for trouble's sake, which like, fine. She's done that before, but like, I really can't find a motive other than that. And that bugs me. Valerie asked Donna, how does she know that it's right? Like the right thing. (gasps) the title of this episode between yeah. <laughs> between her and David and Donna says it's because she feels empty when yeah. they aren't together. Right. And Valerie, it feels like that's how she feels about Noah, but she, is it? Is it yeah. cause I don't well, get she, that. I'm not picking she feels out. like that's how it, sure. it feels. All right. But she's like, I wish Noah had money. I'm sick of being poor. There it is. So as she's on her way out the door to meet Noah at the marina, Cooper is there with a giant bouquet of flowers, and he has made them reservations in San Francisco. You're going to get some rice is, is gassed up and ready yep. to go. Yep. So guess which one she's going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Noah waiting on the boat for Valerie, but she never shows. Yeah, that's cold. It is at the newspaper, the Beverly Beat. Brandon has found a paper of some kind that shows <laughs> that Sam Trap Properties actually owns part of Soho Mix and Match. So it's yeah. not just the building. Right. Which is what Steve had said that his dad right. owns. Yeah. Yes. He actually owns part of the business. So then Brandon and Steve argue because Steve is like, you can't mention Rush in this article. But Brandon is like, well, I have to report the truth. Yeah. Who owns it? Yeah. And Steve says, you know, you got rejected by all these newspapers. You just want a big expose so that you can get your name on the board and you can look good. But Brandon's like, I don't know if I can keep Rush's name out of this. I did feel a little, I mean, I guess that's what they have to do. But it just seems like it's so close to them. that, Like, is there no world in which they take this information to Rush and be like, hey, we're going to give you the opportunity to make all of this right. But you got like two days or whatever yeah. you know what I mean? rather than just being like we're gonna put it in this little like free magazine it just seems like i guess i felt like brandon was being a little unfair to not yeah you know i agree at kelly donna claire or not kelly donna claire's donna <sighs> davids oh my sorry gosh. kendra slipped up she's gone she's in the worst <laughs> rom-com ever was it a rom-com no I didn't kendra. Laugh. it was a I bad time it was a bad time for everyone Donna has set up a romantic dinner for her and David. She's cooked swordfish and potatoes yeah. and asparagus and all this stuff. And David's mail has finally started being delivered to the correct place. And she throws it all away because she's like, it's, you know, just junk. But he sees a offer for like instant credit. Wow. Uh, which is just what he needs. This is another thing that I feel like could be handled with just a conversation. Everyone in his orbit is super rich. You know, yeah. I don't know why he's not saying to Donna, like, hey, I don't I got to make this work. Like, what do you think we could do? 
All she, I mean, just use Sylvadonna's allowance for heaven's sakes. You know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> yeah. Have or a like conversation. Ask your dad. Yes. I don't know. Yes. It's temporary. You know, I, I don't understand why he is so desperate and so intent on keeping it a secret, especially because he's only in this money trouble at all because he kicked Valerie out because Donna, you know, kind of gave yeah. him an ultimatum. And then Donna teamed up with Valerie. It just seems like he could be like, look, I did what you want, but now I'm in trouble. Like, can we work on this together as a couple? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, can we discuss? It's crazy so, that he's hiding it. Yeah, it's her. lame. So he tells Donna, you know, just because someone says something off color doesn't mean they're a bigot. <laughs> and Donna's <Yeah>. like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's the definition. That's how you define yeah. a bigot. Yeah. And then, so they're, they're arguing about this. And he's like, well, at least I don't work with a guy who operates a sweatshop. <laughs> and she's like, low but blow. I'm doing something about low it. Low. Yeah. So basically, her point is, you know, she wants him to succeed, but she doesn't know if she wants him to succeed with Devin. Fair. It is fair. And if he would open up about the desperation, I think, again, all of this could be solved. They don't have a great relationship. Never yep. have. <laughs> Brandon is late for dinner at La Marina with Kelly. That's Spanish just, for the Marina. Yeah. <laughs> who's just uh, sitting there practicing her knots that Noah showed her. Great. Which makes Brandon a little stressy, but she tells yeah. him to relax. It, yeah. Everything is fine. Mm -hmm. It's all good. She even thinks that she's ready to do the, the lineup tomorrow. And she's, oh. she's hoping that she remembers because she, you know, she's remembered all the good stuff, but she doesn't really want to remember the bad stuff. Yeah, but she kind of has to remember the bad stuff. Call. So yeah. hopefully it'll all be over. I soon. do hope. Yeah. The next day at Donna David's, David is just, he's just raccooning it in the kitchen, <laughs> searching, searching through the trash. <laughs> he is. And he is. Donna, Donna comes in and is like, what the heck? And he makes up an excuse about, you know, the bag, the bag broke or something. Yeah, right. She says that Devin called to double check their recording time. And she said he was like very rude about it. That checks out. Yeah. David apologizes for the night before. And Aww. he's like, after, you know, after we record this, everything will level out. It's going to, it's going to all be fine. After Donna leaves, he finds the instant credit offer and he gives him a call to get it activated. Terrible idea. Interest rates on that thing's Kendra. I know. It's going to kill him. It's going to kill him. That's what gets you. It's it the does. interest rates. Yeah. At the Peach Pit, Zach and Carly arrive and they chat with Nat. This is the other time we see Nat. Oh, there he is. Because they're waiting for Steve, who they're all sure will be there any moment mm -hmm. to go to Magic Mountain. Sure. Oh, that's rough. The kid's got a deadbeat dad, you know? know? Or maybe he's actually dead. I can't remember. Is he deadbeat I, or is he dead? I think he died. Okay. Well, then I'm I sorry. Died. I called him a deadbeat dad. Okay. Well, he doesn't have. Yeah, because remember, she's like, "Where's his dad?" And she's, dead. and she was like, "He's dead." I, I did the same thing Steve did. Oh, oh I learned man. nothing. Oh no. <laughs> Donna and Brandon are staking out the Soho mix and match in the hopes of running into Eluvia. 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 So a bunch of people come out and Donna tries to talk to the women about, you know, where is Eluvia, but none of them want to mm -hmm. talk to her. They, and they just say she's not here. So Brandon's going to head out, but Donna's going to stick around and she makes sure to t let Brandon know that they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Back at the newspaper, it's Eluvia. She's come to talk to Brandon, who's not there. 
So at first, when Steve realizes who she is, he's like, I'm out of here. But then she's crying and she says she got fired for talking to Donna, even though she didn't really talk to Donna. Yeah. So Steve sticks around and he records her story. And I bet he'll call the Peach Pit and let them know he's running late. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Back at the Walsh house, Noah stops by to pick up his laundry, which I guess Kelly did for him. Did she? I don't know. She was They're... like, he was like, Kelly said she'd leave my, my bag here for me. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> he makes a comment about the, the flowers and Valerie says that they were from her mom. I think is what she okay. says. They're from right, her mom. Yeah. Even though they're from, they were from Cooper. Cooper. What, what did you call him? It's so funny. It wasn't Cooper Hargrove. <laughs> it was another yuppie sounding name, but it wasn't that. I forget. I forget. We'll, we'll run back. It was tape. like okay. Harper, Harper yes. Cosgrove. Har- Harper Cosgrove, I think is what it was. <laughs> Why not? So Noah says, you know, he doesn't know when he'll be back. Maybe a week, maybe never. Maybe oh, he's no. never coming back. Noah, don't be like that. Yeah. And he says that she was too afraid to find out what would have happened yeah, if she had that asked was, him to that stay. That was the problem with their relationship. Not him being like, get away from me. I don't want to be around you. Yeah. Not him sleeping with her and then acting like nothing happened. Yeah, and... like it was a big mistake. And yeah. Look, we both wanted comfort. Yeah, but it's her fear. Yeah. It's her, her fear. Her fear is the issue. It's the issue. <laughs> At the police station, it's time for the lineup and Kelly has to go in by herself. And she looks over each of the guys, and as she's doing that, she remembers the shooting and mm-hmm. what happened. And she says that the guy that shot her is not there. Uh-oh. He's none of the guys. Right. Wait, but Detective Woods are, is like, are you sure it's not number one? I'm like, yeah, I they think can't you can. do I that. I don't think you can say that. I, they I think can't that's do a problem. that. That's, yeah. that's like, yeah. that negates the whole purpose. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say hypothetically that it's number yeah. one. <laughs> so, yeah, she comes out and tells Brandon that he's not in there. And Brandon's very upset. He's like, yeah. I know that it's that guy. And she's like, well, I know it's not that guy. Mm-hmm. So Detective Woods says, since Kelly can't identify this person, that the DA might drop the case. Like, yeah. it just it might go unsolved i mean that's all they have right i mean they don't yeah so outside brandon is very frustrated with the situation he's like doesn't it make more sense that i would have a better memory about it than you i mean you like lost your whole memory he's (laughs) like your brain's been in the spin cycle of a washing machine for weeks now (laughs) so let's trust me yeah and she's like but i you know, you maybe you just wanted to identify someone so badly that you've fixated on this guy, yeah. but that's not him. Yeah. Neither of them are taking into account what I keep thinking, which is there were two guys. True. There were two guys in the car. Yeah. yeah. One could have saw one. One could have saw the other. We don't it's know possible. which. We, we don't, don't know sure. if the yeah. guy talking to Brandon was the guy that did the shooting. Right. Right. Anyway. Yeah. They're very they're very frustrated mm-hmm. with each other. Back at Rush's office, Steve is there to talk to him again about this sweatshop situation and brings up, you know, you own the building, but you also own part of the company. And Rush is like, I own a lot of companies who can keep track. (laughs) Yeah, man, I got to tell you, Judd Allen, is is there a more perfect casting 
He's it's, so great it, yeah. as Rush Sanders. He's got the look. He's got the attitude. He's got the voice. Just it's it's he just is that character. I'm always impressed by him. I love it. Yep. So through talking, Steve gets him to say he says something about like you know we have these 44 workers yeah. and you Steve's like how do you know yeah, yeah yeah he's like how do you know there are 44 workers dun, dun, dun. journalism <laughs> so steve wants him to do the right thing he's like you keep telling me <laughs> to, to grow up and do the right thing and now you need to do the right thing like the title yep at the studio the band is quite late like 2 hours, hours late 2, two hours, hours late, late. Whoa. yeah and they're they're just like what Devin is like oh whatever yeah about it like could care less. So David hands over the credit card that his his newly minted credit card. Yeah. I don't know how he got that. I know they must have some kind of storefront. They, he went brick and mortar to get that credit card. Was the card in the envelope? Well, I guess maybe. we don't see that the is card. A thing, that is a thing that they used to do. So maybe yeah. maybe it was. I mean yeah. they they still do that. I still get credit. Do cards. you really? Oh my yes. Gosh. I'm I still get credit in your cards name. sent. To- That's awesome. <laughs> I still get them sent to me. Okay. Back at the Beverly Beat, Brandon lets Donna listen to the recording. She just got back. She was like, "I waited all day, and she never showed up." But Brandon lets her listen to the recording of Steve and Olivia talking. Steve arrives, and he's changed his tune. He's like, "Rush knew something, so you know, go ahead and mention him, but mm-hmm. say that he's." He said he's going to make it all right. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and then Dawn is like, I hope Carly and, and Zach weren't too upset about Magic Mountain. And he yeah. just, it dawns on him. Yeah, it's a good moment. Totally it's forgot. a good moment, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not just like a whoa. It's it's like a, he he knows yeah. that he Big has deal. disappointed Zach. Yeah. Big deal, yep. At the marina, Valerie has stopped by to, Tell Noah that he's wrong for her, mm-hmm. but that she also doesn't want him to go. Oh. So I guess he's just going to bail on this person who <laughs> he said I he was going to sail this boat. What's real now, Kendra? I just don't know. Well, they're both afraid. Yeah. But they're going to but they're going to give it a try. Yeah. I should love this storyline. Like choosing between the rich guy and oh, the poor guy, true. and then she goes for the poor you guy love because a good of triangle. love. Yeah, like I should be loving this, yeah. and I could care less. And I really think it's because I don't like Noah. Like I haven't seen anything likable about him at all. Their relationship is so sloppy. Like it just doesn't. They need to have some kind of heat. They need to have yeah. some kind of electricity, and they just don't. They're yeah. two people who are moderately good looking and don't have chemistry. You know? Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry I said she's only moderately good looking. I just want to apologize. I think she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's she is. She's gorgeous. She is. Did you see she posted a picture on her Instagram? She just turned 50. Yeah. And she posted a picture in uh, on her Instagram of her like in bed naked with just like a sheet yeah. over her. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not fair. It's not <laughs> fair that she's still that gorgeous <laughs> at 50. I do that book. We we have some of the food that she makes all the time. We have this like breakfast thing that I got from her recipe stuff. So we need to get that book. Ooh, yeah. Yes. All right. Back at Carly's, Steve is there to apologize. And Carly lets him in so that he can apologize to Zach. And he at first Zach isn't even like looking at him. 
And he's like, you know, I know it's hard when adults disappoint you. I was disappointed by an adult today, but I hope that you can forgive me. And as he goes to leave, Zach asks, are you going to forgive the guy who let you down? And he said that he's going to try. And Zach runs over and gives him a hug. Oh, this kid's voice is so cute. He everything about this kid is he's cute. just a cute little rascal. Yep, he's got that. It's like a it's like a bowl cut, but it's yeah. very like he's got a lot of hair. So yeah. he's just like you just want to like yeah ruffle his hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Our last little scene is at the Walsh house. Brandon arrives home. Kelly is already in bed, and they're both super depressed because Kelly's like they're never going to catch this guy. It's never going to end. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I that's feel it. like this episode had a lot of like teeny tiny little scenes. It was like 50 True. tiny scenes True. Yeah. together. More than usual. It felt Did like. you have a 90210 snap for this episode? Um, I don't know. I guess maybe I'll give it to Steve interviewing Olivia when she okay. comes in. I'm going to give it to Noah's, uh, you know, you're just afraid to see where this would have gone speech. Because yeah. I felt that was very dramatic. Very What's dramatic, the verdict yes. overall? How are you feeling? I mean, I could care less about Valerie and Noah. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand what David's doing. Donna is a journalist now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a personal like, shopper like, and a fashion designer. Yeah. I like Brandon and Steve running a newspaper. I do too. But it's that very, should be good. It's very understated. Again, yeah. I don't know why they didn't make like Terry the new, new character rather than yeah. Carly. Because then you could have just had so much action on the Beverly Beat set, you know? I, yep. I do I like know. the newspaper stuff, but I'm the rest of it, I'm just kind of like, okay, more of I'm the same. Still, I'm still meh on this season yeah. so far. I know yeah. we're only a couple episodes in, but yeah. Well, some stuff's going to happen, Kendra. Let me tell you that. Some stuff's going to go down. I'll believe it when I so, see it. Okay. All right. Well, just hang on. Uh, in the meantime, you can catch me every other week on the Sindorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. And in 2019, I recorded an audio drama with Thrown Together Productions called Artemis Ghosts. And it's out now. You can listen to it. So wherever wow. you get your podcast, you can listen to it. I play Avery. And I think my first episode is episode three, which has not come out yet at our time of recording. Awesome. I remember when you did that. It was so long ago. I was like, this I is know. never coming out. So, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to listen. I can't wait to hear it. What about you? What are you doing, Kedra? All right. Well, I'm Miss Musebox 91 online, and I'm also the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like. And (laughs) I love that delivery. I had to remember how to say it. And our next episode, it'll be coming out next week, and it is Your Woman. Your Woman. By White Town. White Town. Okay. All right. Devin would love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. 902, and here we go. <laughs>